Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? My name is Ben Biddick, host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with former Major League Baseball player and CEO of Lurong Living, Adam Greenberg. Today, I have the honor and privilege of speaking with Casey Lin, the founder and CEO of CaseyHelpsKids.org, a nonprofit organization dedicated to children fighting cancer. She is a two-time childhood cancer survivor herself who has taken her experiences as a child survivor and created an organization that strives to continuously provide children and their guardians with a strong support system during and after their battle. Her organization focuses on lifting the spirits of those currently undergoing treatments by providing them with teddy bears, pizza, and a movie night in the hospital. Casey also facilitates other events where child cancer survivors can connect with peers to experience the strength and resilience that's generated by spending time with others facing similar challenges. In 2013, Casey created the Casey Helps Kids Financial Assistance Program, which assists families with up to $500 per year in reimbursement for co-pays, medications, and travel expenses during their child's battle with cancer. I am honored that she took time today to share her journey with Get Up Nation. Can you share where your organization is located? Yeah, we are nationwide. We were based out of Florida since really we were founded until about a year and a half ago. And then I relocated to Texas. So we are based out of Texas now, but we service uh, children and families all over the nation. Uh, Texas is one of our primary locations at the moment. We have a couple of childhood cancer camps, weekends and getaways that we have, but we do uh, service all over. Will you share with Get Up Nation some of your experiences as a child when you were diagnosed with cancer? Yeah, absolutely. So I was diagnosed at the age of 13. Uh, the previous year prior to that, I, you know, I had some physical signs. I was a little underweight and I was very emotional, but for any 12 and 13 year old, I mean, that's pretty, pretty norm. I had just relocated uh, from Texas to Florida with my family and we had just lost our home in a house fire. So on top of the physical signs, you know, I was going through a lot of changes anyways. So we really didn't think much of those physical things. I went to the doctor, I got tested, everything was fine. And then one day I was hanging out with a friend and noticed a really large lump on my neck and it seemed like it had just popped up overnight and even people had noticed, started noticing it. So it really was something that had just shown up so quickly. And I went to the doctor and right away they knew it was something with my thyroid. And so I went in for a biopsy and it came back suspicious. And my family and I had the option to not go with the surgery and, you know, chance that it was it was cancer because they didn't really have a clear answer. I waited a few months and because the cancer was so rare, we didn't think that that's what it was. Of course, that can't happen to us. And I was only 12. Why would it be me? So we waited a couple months and then I decided to move forward with the surgery. Uh, and I had my surgery on July 25th, 2005. I was 
just shy of my 13th birthday, and it was supposed to be a two-hour surgery. ended up being eight and a half hours, and the cancer had spread into some other lymph nodes, and um, they were able to remove most of it, but then I had to go into treatment a week later. And I think at the, you know, I, I think about it often, and I look back at the day that I found out I had cancer, and, and then I wasn't exactly sure what that meant. Um, I thought, okay, well, we'll get through this, and, you know, it's like any other sickness, you'll just be be done with it when it's when it's cured. And so when I went into treatments a week later, I had to be in, in complete isolation. And so uh, I was not allowed out of my room. My parents were not supposed to be in my room either. And so I really had to be be alone. And um, back then, I didn't have an iPad or anything like that. So it was so boring. But, you know, I got through that and I went into remission. And then a year later, we had found that the cancer was not all gone. So I did have to go through um, another round of treatment. But uh, thankfully, you know, since then, it's it's been um, in remission. So I've been cancer-free for about, I guess, 10 years, 11 years now. Right. Yeah, so that was that's great, and it's awesome. But there's so many other things that, that happen, even though, you know, you're in remission. So that's been a journey for sure to you know, kind of think that, okay, it's going to be gone and I won't ever have to think about it again and to kind of have this reality of, okay, well, I still have yearly scans and every bruise is going to, you know, make me nervous of, is it really just a bruise? Or um, so I had to really focus on um, the positive of everything and, and just um, try to get through that. And that was really my, the biggest struggle for me, more so than the cancer was, kind of life after cancer and, and how to how to live a normal life when, you know, it's completely changed forever. How did these experiences create your drive and passion to create CaseyHelpsKids.org? I mean, when I was going through cancer, I felt so alone. I thought I was the only child that had ever been diagnosed. You know, we didn't, I think I had a MySpace, maybe, um, but we didn't have social media, so it wasn't so um, I wasn't so aware of it all, you know, and the reality of, of that. And as I was going into treatments and I started getting kind of more involved in the few organizations that were readily available at the time, it just encouraged me and it motivated me to give these kids, you know, a sign of hope and that they're not alone and just some positivity because I felt like that was really lacking for me. And another thing, you know, as I as our organization grew was the financial assistance part. My parents are not wealthy and, you know, they're, they're a very average family and to be hit with all of those bills, I mean, just my surgery alone, you know, you get the medical bill and it's $440,000 and then you have all the other stuff, the medications and things that insurance doesn't cover. And there's no, even a financially stable family is hit with something that they're just not expecting. It's difficult. And so it really put a lot of stress on my family. And uh, that's the last thing that these kids and their families need to be thinking about. And so that was something that motivated me as far as the financial assistance aspect of it. And as my journey has changed and, and grown, and, and I've also changed my organization and what we offer to our kids as well, and 
So now when I was 15 is whenever I started the, the nonprofit and um, I just was writing some teddy bear companies and I ended up getting a really big saucer and um, everything transpired from there and it's just grown and um, we've been able to help a lot of a, a lot of kids and families so it's been it's been a journey. In a prior interview you described how your father gave you a teddy bear and that helped you deal with was it a week in isolation or more mm-hmm. or how did you as a child cope with that and what comfort did that teddy bear do for you as you were uh, experiencing that? So it was the first uh, then I was in treatment and I was in isolation and um, my dad brought me a teddy bear uh, to leave in my room and it was a big teddy bear. I still have it. And for me, I mean, I was alone. I felt alone. I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. I would bug my nurses for every little thing <laughs> just to get some socialization. And so it was difficult. I mean, I had to try to do everything to stay busy and do some crafts, but I also didn't feel good. I was really sick and, you know, to not have your mom there when you're sick, it's, it's hard. And, um, but for me, the significance of the teddy bear was, um, it could be there when my parents couldn't. It could go back into the surgery room with me when my parents weren't able to be there. So, uh, that was the significance of why, you know, um, the teddy bears what started the organization and kind of you know, why we provided those to the kids. And did I hear you correctly? You started this when, this organization when you were 15. Mm-hmm. I was 15. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And you also stated in a few other interviews that I thought you do not tolerate boredom in your life. Why is that so important to you? For me, that's whenever I find myself um, maybe overthinking is when I'm bored. And so I just try to stay very busy, um, which is pretty easy with everything that we're doing. But, you know, even whenever uh, I do take time off work or something, I'm, I'm just constantly wanting to to stay busy and to have a schedule and to just make the most out of my time every day. And will you share with Get Up Nation how you're impacting the lives of child cancer survivors today? Yeah, so um, today we are doing uh, financial assistance uh, still for families all over the nation. In 2016, I went on a nationwide tour. So I was gone for about nine to ten months, and we were able to visit over 30 cities and have over 20 fundraisers for kids fighting cancer. And we did fashion shows, so the kids get to dress up and walk down the runway and feel like a superstar for the day while we're all raising money to get back to them to help with their medical bills. And then we also last year just uh, partnered up with a really great group of people and we're able to offer kids and their families getaways. So we actually leave tomorrow. Um, I'm so excited. We leave tomorrow until Sunday to go to one of our getaway trips that we are able to provide for 10, uh, 10 kids and their families. And it's on a big ranch, and it's just a time to get away from reality and spend time with others and fish and um, cook good food and <laughs> just have fun. So we are able to offer about four of those every year um, to our families now. So that's what we're currently doing. And then I also am starting another company called Laughing After Lemons. And just as I've uh, kind of you know grown up, to say the least, um, and met all of these amazing people, I have realized and put everything into perspective that 
we are all going through something that is traumatic or, you know, it's a difficult time. And although, you know, somebody hasn't had cancer and can't relate to me or, you know, I can't relate to everything that people have gone through. I can't relate to someone, you know, not having a home or um, things like that. But we all have a similar way of dealing with these traumatic situations or the sadness or, you know, feeling lonely. And so Laughing After Lemons is actually being launched um, in the next couple months uh, to give hope to everyone that's facing traumatic issues and kind of giving hope that um, you can laugh after your lemons and that life will, will be positive and brighter um, even after, you know, traumatic situations. Wow, I love that. I love it. you just living a life of selflessness here and just dedicating your life to serving others. One question I do have, as you've as you've invested in people in this way and with these organizations, how are you seeing children and families facing uh, cancer develop resilience uh, through the services that you offer as, you know, as they're facing such a traumatic and agonizing process? How do your organizations help people keep hope and bounce back? Yeah, I mean, I think that, for example, you know, this weekend for the getaway, it gives them just time to spend with their family and to get away from, you know, the reality and the doctors and just to be in a beautiful place and to relax for a minute and just take a step back and and just spend time with each other and, um I know from a lot of experiences that I went through as a child, you know, after cancer and the experience that I got to, experiences that I got to have, they made such an impact and I'll never forget them. And so if we can just create even a minute of that smile or that happiness to these kids and families, you know, then everything's, everything's worth it. And so we just want, you know, to connect them and let them know that they have an army fighting behind them with them. And we just want to be there to do, you know, everything we can to help. So it's, it's a really great time. And the people that I've met through the organization, all the families are, are amazing. But, you know, then there's the reality of everything too. And it's definitely not been easy. And, um, the reality that, you know, cancer takes many lives and, I feel very helpless in, in the situation because I would take their spot any day. And, um, you know, there's been times where I've been angry and, and not understanding. And so letting, you know, families know that that's normal, too, is having those those feelings. I think in a world today with social media, we can make our lives look perfect. And so for a long time, I was very confused as to why why am I feeling so sad? I I survived cancer. I should be so happy. Why am I why am I having anxiety? Why am I having depression? And maybe I'm selfish and I was so embarrassed that I was feeling that way and I felt so ashamed and I didn't want to talk about it. And so I think that that also transpired too and and to why I'm creating laughing after lemons is to voice that and, and to let people know that it's okay. We're human. We're not made to face these really massive situations it's okay to be sad we can get through it though and we can turn it into something positive um and it's all about you know teaching others you know how how to do that so a prior guest who came on the show he's a combat veteran and and uh Mm -hmm. and musician and he talked about how social media are like our highlight reels and and how 
um, important it is to be real and vulnerable and authentic and how empowering it is for people to be honest about their situation, especially people who are grappling with these intensely uh, difficult challenges, how mm -hmm. the power of that authenticity is empowering and and uh, and how when we do share our vulnerable moments or our weak moments or our scary moments, our fear, our anxiety, our doubt, our anger, how, uh, how these things help people understand that they're not alone. There is a sense of solidarity, and that mm -hmm. sometimes is enough to create hope um, to keep fighting, whereas that kind of isolation just kind of crushes us if, if we're not uh, open and honest about it. So I really appreciate your approach to that. Uh, let's see, on your Instagram account, at Casey Love and at KH Kids Inc., it shows how you're serving children at Camp Dream Adventures. Um, mm -hmm. And you've also mentioned how you're partnering with other organizations. Um, will you share how you partnered with this organization and any other partners that you enjoy supporting as you serve child cancer survivors? So Dream Adventures, yeah, we actually connected um, about a year and a half ago, and that is our partner that we um, were able to pro provide us with the location for the camp, um, and then they sponsor everything else. And so they give us that opportunity to bring our families and kids there. So tomorrow we'll be meeting, uh, I believe we have 10 or 11 families coming tomorrow to the getaway for the weekend. And, yeah, I mean, I, uh, for organizations, I think that is so important because um, I've also, you know, had the, the flip side of um, organizations and nonprofits sometimes being competitive. And I just mm -hmm. think it's so important to join forces. And if you can make a more powerful impact on a family's life, then that's what's important. It's um, not a competition, even if we all – joined forces, we could never take or make the situation completely better for that family. So, um, you know, I like to stress that too and, and to let other organizations know that I'm, I'm totally here to, to support their mission as well and on their journey. And um, I always love to kind of brainstorm more ways to partner with others and, and make more of a difference. Absolutely. That's, that's unfortunate when um, organizations that are uh, designed to serve others, um, make a competition out of serving the suffering. It, I think, um, I think we could compound our efforts and have a, uh, so much more impact when we partner mm -hmm. together and, and fuse our skills, talents, outreach, and influence to, to really impact, uh, the world. And that selflessness and that humility is what gets the powerful results. And so that's why I wanted to have you on the show is because when I saw your content and your mission, it is, it's an absolute honor to to share what you're doing, to increase your network. And so I really appreciate that insight and your commitment to living selflessly like that. Why is it so important for you to share your story and for those who are battling cancer to hear the stories of others? I think that for me, in my personal journey, it helped me so much to know that I wasn't alone. And so when I did start sharing my story, I realized that people would reach out and, and tell me that I inspired them or want to talk to me more. And, and I love that. I, if I, if just sharing my story can help somebody, I'm all about it. So that's why I, I enjoy or, or I'm open. I'm an open book and will be a hundred percent honest about the good days and the bad days, uh, as far as my journey. And I think that as far as, um, 
why it's important that other people hear is so they can hopefully relate and hopefully know that there is hope and there is positivity that can come out of this, even though they can't and might not see it then, it will come eventually. And I think that's hard to hard to grasp when you're going through something that's so physically and mentally draining. But I always try to tell myself, even now, you know, when something happens, that it's okay. And, you know, I've, I can get through this and, and there's going to be a reason uh, why this is happening. For those who are interested in supporting all, all of your efforts here, what would you enjoy receiving right now to increase the impact and influence of what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I mean, I love that, you know, we always need more support and volunteers and even uh, donating funds. But if that's not available, donating their time or goods, we're always accepting donations of teddy bears or toys for the kids. So those are always something that um, we can provide to our kids in the hospital. Um, and definitely, you know, following our journey and, and just kind of keeping up to date with what we're doing around the, the U.S. and if we're in your area to, to join us. Just in case listeners from a certain city in Texas, you know, have an afternoon or have an evening or a few hours on the weekend and, and want to get involved, what city do you do a lot of your operations out of? So I um, personally live in Austin, uh, but we do a lot of our um, activities in Houston, um, in Dallas, and in San Antonio is our our largest area. Okay, great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the Get Up Nation audience? I don't think so. I just appreciate being, you know, um, taking the time to listen to me today, and I'm really excited to have this opportunity. I always end the show with six quick questions to help my listeners understand how my phenomenal guests live lives of such impact and grace. Will you run through these six quick questions with me? Absolutely. Who are you thankful for today? I am thankful for my family. What are you thankful for today? Today, I'm thankful for waking up this morning. How do you fuel the fire within you? I feel the fire within me from, you know, our families that we are able to help in the organization. And uh, these kids, they will give you so much just motivation to know what they're going through and that they're still going, you know, having their day with a huge smile and able to play. And um, it just gives you so much motivation that every every single night that I don't sleep because I'm uh, working on all of this, it's 100% 100% worth it. What is one thing that adversity taught you to value? It makes me so much more thankful for everything today. I mean, it's put life into a completely different perspective, but it's also made me appreciate um, the good days and just make me so much more thankful for, for those good days to, you know, be able to connect with others. And it's just made me appreciate, I appreciate those difficulties or else I probably wouldn't be running, you know, Casey Helps Kids or... Um, um, doing those things because it's it's given me my passion. It's kind of you know allowed me to to see what I'm what I was put here to do, and that's to you know, serve others. And then what are you doing today? You never thought you could. I I mean I never thought that I could be helping others. I just didn't think that. Um, I think I had this dream, and I was so afraid of chasing after it because of all of the thousands of ways I could have failed. And things haven't been perfect. I have failed, you know, and had some failures throughout um, the way. But I, I definitely you know, don't think I 
could have seen myself here and, and being able to help these so many kids today. We've helped over 9,000 kids and their families and it's just so awesome and I hope to double that number, you know, every single year. What will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Tomorrow I will, I'll be driving out to our camp, our cancer camp, and that is one of the biggest dreams that I had was being able to provide this for our families. Thank you for sharing your journey with Get Up Nation. Please know that we at Get Up Nation are admiring of your efforts and, and all those in your organization that serve these children, their families, and that uh, as you stand behind them, that Get Up Nation stands behind you. It is an honor to have you share your story and the stories of your organization with us. How can people learn more about you and your organization? Instagram is a great way. I post a lot on there, which I too, which is uh, my personal one, the Casey Love, K-A-S-I-E-L-O-V-E, or our foundation one, which is K-H-K-I-D-Z, Inc. Or following our page, uh, which is K-H-Kids, with a Z, dot org. We have a newsletter that we like to send out to everyone and let them know what we're doing and what events are happening or who we helped that month. So just encouraging you know, people to, to follow our journey and hopefully support us um, throughout the way. Casey, thanks for taking time out. I really appreciate it. Just wish you the best in everything that you're doing. And if there's anything Get Up Nation can do, if there's anyone you want us to interview or any patients that are affected by your services that would like to share their story with Get Up Nation, please don't hesitate to connect with me or reach out to me. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Life doesn't always give us Hollywood endings where cures are found and pain vanishes immediately. But life constantly gives us the miracle of the present moment. It's an offering, a gift, and an opportunity. What an honor to speak with Casey Lynn of CaseyHelpsKids.org, who makes the very most of her present moments by serving others. She's transformed the isolation, pain, and fear of her experience battling cancer as a child into interventions of comfort, healing, and hope for these little ones among us who find themselves immersed in what can be a frightening and painful arena called cancer. If you're in the Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, or Austin area, or anywhere else, and you feel that fire within you to join Casey in soothing, supporting, and serving these noble souls, reach out to Casey to donate, connect, and serve. This is what Get Up Nation does, and Get Up Nation has only just begun. Flying, I'm floating, I'm falling completely 